Our podcast has been nominated for five spin awards. I would like to thank you for listening and also for your votes to the nominating committee at the spin awards. Thank you all so much for recognizing our moments of grace. And we pray that you have a day of grace. Thank you. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am nine years old. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to foster to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. Um, one of the things that I feel I was put on this earth to do is to make sure that this planet, people around me in my life that I have is a blessing. That things are going to be much better after I leave here than, than when they were when I got here close to 60 years ago. The names that I'm going to give you, these people will not have any renown like Einstein or didn't write great poetry or have great thoughts of philosophy like Socrates or Aristotle. Not great college professors or great minds like Norman Chosky. They didn't write music and sonnets like Brahm. But, but you'll know their names because they have been weaving, woven into the annals of the American fabric. Because they did one thing in this country. Michael Brown. Orlando Castile. Tamir Rice. Breonna Taylor. Eric Gardner. George Floyd all died at the hands of authorities all perceived because the courts say not because of the color of their skin but you know the reality is that in America African American men per thousand, it's 96 per thousand will be killed. These are the statistics by the CDC and the Department of Justice. 96 per 100,000 men will be murdered that based on color versus 36 that are Caucasian. I'd like to unfortunately add another name to this story, to this narrative. His name is Jonathan Price. Successful businessman, a athlete, a trainer, and like all the other names that I mentioned, his friends and his family are in mourning. And today we have with us Tessa Spezak with us. I hope I got your name right, Tessa. 
<laughs> Close enough, yeah. No, give us your pronouncement of your, your name, dear, if you don't mind. My name is Tessa Spizak. Spizak, I apologize. And again, like I said, someone loved you enough to give you such a beautiful name. We want to honor that. Tell us about your friend, John. I mean, it was it was kind of amazing to hear how you described yourself of wanting to leave this world a better place. It, 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 it hit me emotionally because that's exactly what I think about Jonathan. Um, you know, Jonathan wanted to do good. He, he wanted to make people feel good. And, you know, I, I really love that this one quote of his that a week before his passing, he, he had put on his social medias and put publicly, he said, you need to evolve into your purpose or you're wasting your air. Wow. And, you know, that, that really was Jonathan. I mean, I, I met him directly at the beginning of my career, straight out of college. And Jonathan's a few years older than me and he was well-established, you know, I, I looked up to him in that sense. Um, and he was such a motivator, like always just such a motivating person. He truly thinking about Jonathan, I just think that he wanted to do good all the time and, and give, give his good. I mean, I, I only knew him for a chapter of his life. Um, as most people know now, he grew up in Wolf City. I knew him during the Dallas chapters of both of our lives. And Jonathan went back to Wolf City. He, he loved his mama and his granny and, and he loved his town. He loved the kids. Um, he would speak to them. He was a public speaker. Like, as you mentioned, he was, he was an athlete and you know, I, I actually posted this because it always made me laugh. He, when he would go back before he moved, I think the thing that touched him the most is these kids would come up and be like, oh my gosh, who are you flex for me? Like, right. let me see you flex. Like, right. and, and he just, he loved it and he loved to do good. And, you know, you search his name and you're not gonna see any other words other than he was a wonderful man who wanted to do wonderful things and he gave everything he had. And, and like I said, he'd established himself in Dallas. He was really well off. He was really loved. I mean, great client base, everything. And still for Wolf City, not for Jonathan, but for his town went back. And I, I just think that's the perfect picture of his character. Gotcha. Um, and I, I'm, I, I've been reaching out to his family and, um, whether I, whether I get them or not, we, we, we want to honor his memory. Um, I'll let the listeners, uh, review what happened to him. Uh, unfortunately he falls in line with the group of names I just mentioned, um, from the reporting that I have so far. Um, is that he was trying to break up a fight and in, in, in turn, I, 
wasn't there, haven't seen any body cameras, anything like that. That someone with that kind of heart and spirit trying to break up a fight would be the one ended up um, passing through um, through gun violence uh, from the police. Uh, it's it's heartbreaking to say the least. And I, I want to thank you so much because you highlighting Jonathan's life through your relationship uh, as your mentor, friend, workout, you know, workout friend and all of that um, got my attention. And um, we were working on a piece on Brianna, Brianna Taylor, always after these things take a little while and I call it the response. And I was so moved by what you had what you said about Jonathan and I'm I, I, his again this happens so much Tessa we end up missing the Jonathans and I did not want his name to evaporate within the ether of our social climate and thank so you. just wanted to say thank you so much for your posting and thank you so much for coming and sharing your portion about Jonathan's life here on Moments of Grace. Thank you, and and I I so appreciate you doing this. Um, you know, when the when we first got the news, um, trying to process everything over the last few days, there's been that dichotomy of thought um, as we see this grow. And I I know for me personally. The fact that people are talking about him and speaking out for him, and I've only seen wonderful things about him, it's simultaneously comforting and horrifying. It's it's comforting that you only see good things. There's not a bad word to be said about our dear friend, but it's horrifying to see his face everywhere. It's horrifying to hear his name listed in with the Breonna Taylors. Um, I mean, I'm going to Wolf City to pay my respects tomorrow. And I was speaking to a mutual friend of ours and he's in a say their name memorial. His face is there. And I've been struggling to have my my big healing cry. You know what I mean? It, it's been very it's, it's shocking, it's traumatic, it's painful, it's gut-wrenching. Um, and it, to see his face next to everyone else's, and unfortunately, our dear friend is a hashtag. He's a, a statistic and a tragedy that that's so sad. And as anyone, I mean, this is becoming part of the story is Jonathan had a hard time grasping this part because you know he was he was raised in Wolf City by by of course his mama and them but but by white folks and by police officers who I've seen posts of different parts of the police crying saying you know I looked at him as a son and you know to hear the rangers come out and say that he extended his hand for a handshake and, and made sure Officer, are you good? Are you okay? You know, right. apologize that there's broken glass on the ground. And, you know, of, of course he was saving that woman. 
Of course he was. That that is one hundred percent in his nature. It's, oh, he was. Yes, ab- right. absolutely. I mean, the post you and I, you and I met on. I I told a short snippet about he loved this, but my girlfriends and I would always tease him that like if, if we were out for the night or we didn't feel safe or whatever the case may be, we're just gonna call Jonathan. Like right. come here right. and flex, come come right. be, be our friend. And he absolutely would. He has, you know, and so that's that's who he was, is he was a protector and I know anyone who knew him would would say the same thing. So of course he was protecting that girl. And it's just so truly devastating to so many people. I mean, the pain that I'm experiencing, I can't even imagine the people who grew up with him in Wolf City and he came back and he coached their children and, you know, babysat their children and motivationally spoke to them, trained them in the gym. I just, I I can't imagine the hole that's in their heart right now. Right. That's, 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 that's a missing, that's going to be a missing piece in, in all of you all's world. Um, In my understanding, you you can speak to this more than I can. I'm just, just, like I said, in some of my uh, investigative reporting of, of even wearing a, a blue lives matter band, um, uh, on his arm. I don't know, like I said, just going through what, what um, some of my investigating reporting. And again, that has nothing to do with it, but um, the irony that if that was so, that, that he would lose his life in, in this kind of, uh, again, senseless violence. We, we've, we've got to find a better way in our, in our nation um, to address um address our issues um keeping in mind again um i'm a second amendment guy i'm um i believe in protecting yourself and protecting those that that that, that you love and but but here here's the rea- reality tessa a few days later <clears throat> we live across the street from a basketball court and some kids out there playing 11 or 12 o'clock at night late at night and I'm an old retired military guy, old fella, as you guys heard at the top of the show. Um, and, you know, I have addressed these kids before, you know, about not coming out and playing that late at night. It's in the neighborhood and it's, it's disturbing everybody around. And, and to be honest with you, I started to call the police. Um, not violent. They weren't violent. Don't get me wrong. They were not violent. Right. Just, just, you know, just annoying. <laughs> You know, just annoying kids. Yeah. And my wife stopped me and she said, um, baby, don't do that. And I said, well, not, you know, I've talked to these kids several times and, you know, I've, I've tried to take them under my wing and I'm just, she said, because things don't go well when it's us, when the police. And as I said, 96,000, excuse me, 96 per 100,000 incidents with African-Americans males end up with somebody dying and so i prefer not those young men to be statistics i would rather be annoyed right for my conscience to be destroyed because i did what was civilly right and that i could not trust the process and system 
Tessa, thank you so much once again for being with us on our Hero Moments of Grace. Um, and please, as you go back to Wolf City, um, please give our condolences to the family and let them know there are people that are holding up the torch. Never met Jonathan before, but his life, his legacy has spanned it across the nation, even to a little podcast, a little radio show with a little Southern preacher that's going to tell his story and we're going to do it in an honorable and a respectful way. So I want to thank you once again for being with us here on Moments of Grace. And I, I thank you for doing this so, so very much. And it's, it's beautiful that, that we do have a little Southern preacher, you know, come in and, and speak to him who doesn't know him yet. Your understanding of him seems seems spot on and i think we all just pray that since we did have to lose such a, a pivotal person that he not die in vain and we're so grateful for the texas rangers who came in and said no this is not right you know this is we we need to step in and they have and they've charged him with murder and we'll see what happens and just pray every day that that justice is served. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tess. Thank you. We just spoke with Tessa and talking about Jonathan Price, this um, man who uh, had the physical physique of Adonis, whose personality overshadowed even the large physique he may have had. He touched so many lives. As you just heard Tessa talk about how he was not just a protector, but also a motivator, loved this community. Also stood with the police and encouraged them as well as the African-American community, as well as Tessa and her friends didn't see color didn't see you know didn't see all this superficial stuff that we allow to either check people off a box or check people into our lives my heart my prayer goes to his family goes out to his friends we're going to keep digging we're going to continue to um, bring you his story because again, his name doesn't need to be lost in the wind, but his name should be celebrated as a hero that he was and a legacy that he leaves. And again, this is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler. Thank you all so much for listening. Here on the Moments of Grace, remember, dear hearts, continue to treat each other well. Things will change, they'll get better. We'll cry. Our hearts will be broken, but we'll get through this by remembering these loved ones who lose their lives senselessly. It will get better, I promise you. So remember to love God, love life, keep the light on. We'll see you next time on Moments of Grace.
Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing. And we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today to partner with us here on Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, Managing the Miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner of Moments of Grace. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country and this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book, to give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. Have you ever wanted to learn how to trade in the stock market? maybe for an exchange or even how to buy investment property. Check out this company that is teaching beginners how to become winners in the markets. It is TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, TradeAcademyPro.com. Again, um, we are highlighting the life of Jonathan Price. You, you know, the wonderful thing about the, the life that we live is that we, from time to time, run across people that make us smile. You know, those people that bring joy in your life. I, in all of my years of living, I've, I've seen... Um, and I hope this doesn't sound misogynist or sexist, but I've seen extremely beautiful women um, that were got with guys that were maybe not aesthetically appealing because they made them laugh, because they they brought joy in their lives. Had nothing to do with outside appearance. Had nothing to do with even their financial prowess. It had everything to do with how they made them feel. Everyone I've talked to about Jonathan Price has said exactly that. He brought a certain joy in their lives. He brought a certain vigor of life into every place that he was at, every hole that he came into, every room he walked into. His personality preceded him. On today, we have a friend of his, Christopher Wages, and Chris is one of those people. 
as we well know, Jonathan uh, lost his life in Wolf, Texas um, earlier this month, there in October. And we've been talking with his friends and family about Jonathan's life, not highlighting how he died, but highlighting who he was. Welcome, Chris, to Moments of Grace. Thank you. And thank you for having me. We're, we're so happy to have you here. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your relationship with, with, with John. Yeah, actually, I uh, reside here in Dallas, Texas, which is about um, a little less than an hour away from Wolf City, from where uh, Jonathan was originally from. And, uh, you know, I dabble in different businesses and whatnot here in, in Dallas. And he was actually introduced to me uh, probably about 10 years ago uh, from a family friend. Uh, he brought him out to, I was having like this little launching party for this product that I was producing and, and it was actually a product right up his alley, you know, and as we get further into this conversation, you'll see why, but, um, he came out to this launching party and, and that's when I first met him and, uh, him and I just gravitated towards one another. He had the, the same mindset as I did, you know, the same ambitions and the same, uh, drive to do something different in life. And, uh. And I saw that from the from, from the very beginning when I actually met him, and yeah, so uh, you know he ended up moving back, coming to Dallas shortly after that, moving down here and, and joining me with my with one of my companies I was doing, and uh, that's essentially how we met about ten years ago, and and um, you know up until here recently, you know him and I were extremely close and business partners and friends and whatever you want to call it. I mean, so it's it's been a very tough uh, few weeks to say the least. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, well, uh, a decade of, of knowing someone and having them to be part of your life as, as well as, as comrades and um, being entrepreneurs together. Um, share with us about, um, about John, <laughs> you know, kind of, your, kind of your day to day with him. How, how was that? It was just, uh, you know, like your normal, let's meet up and go have drinks kind of thing. I mean, it was like that, but on a, on a daily day, you know, it's, uh, we, we got together, we actually, we flipped homes. So we would go, would buy homes, assess properties and would, you know, buy them and flip them. And, uh, in addition to that, then of course we had this other company. It was, it was a pre-workout company. So we had all kinds of supplements. And if you knew Jonathan at all, you would know that that was definitely his, his thing, uh, you know, so him and I would get together every single day, no matter if we were sitting talking about uh, real estate, if we're sitting right. talking about the buff supplements and what we're doing with that program and what events we had coming up, you know, we were getting together uh, every day, either his place, my place, or me for lunch. And, you know, it's, um, it was just a, a very uh, relaxed, uh, friendship that I had with him. It wasn't right. complicated. You know, we'd get together and we'd talk about, you know, the game last night or, Gosh, you no. know, it was like this mixture of, of a great friendship in right. addition to what are we doing today? How are we making money? You know, right. let's talk business. You know, it was just a, a very easy, and, and the thing about Jonathan too, he loved to drive. Uh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm the opposite. Okay, you like to ride, so he loved to drive. Oh yeah, he drive it. He drive everywhere, and say, "Hey, come on my side of town," because you know I I used to live downtown, and then of course I moved up north whenever I got married, and you know, and so he would always drive anywhere I was at, you know, and that's the one thing I loved about Jonathan. Like if I needed something, he'd drive it over to me, you know, and it uh, it was awesome, man. He was just a very easy 
laid back friendship. Gotcha. Uh, so it was, he's just a laid back guy. Gotcha. Gotcha. One, one thing I've learned in life, Chris, is that some of the major decisions that are made about us or for us will never be in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Jonathan had some of the same um, drives, um, colleagues, um, an eclectic relationship, if, if, if I would use that word, uh, you know, business partners uh, in, in around the same business into the same thing, like you said. Um, and I, you know, as you and I have talked, you know, in the green room, we kind of have the kind of same ambition. We do homes as well, uh, as well as, you know, dibble and dabbling. But the, the truth of the matter is people will make decisions about us and we won't be in the room. Um, when we buy our homes, um, there's uh, someone sitting there um, outside of our preview that will make a decision whether we get our home, our car. You know, you, like you said, you're married. So um, even your wife, she made a decision if you were married, <laughs> married, married, uh, worthy, uh, you know, somewhere along the line outside of your preview. Uh, unfortunately, in our society, there we can have the same ambitions, have the same drive, and there are people that are making decisions about us based on how we look, and we are not in the room, and we have nothing to do with it. Um, Everyone I've talked to, John was a pleasant guy. Um, I, I, I haven't run across anyone that I've talked to or interviewed that said, uh, you know, he had malice in his heart. The unfortunate part, Chris, is people will make decisions based on what they see, not based on who we are. And having John gone now may have been based on what someone saw versus who he was. Um, And again, we're not um, going after any institution or any person. We want to highlight John's life. Um, As we prepare to close our interview with you, Chris, is there anything else you would like to share about Jonathan? Uh, I just like to say, you know, Jonathan, when I received the news that night about what had happened, and then of course I was Googling, uh, I was just, I was just going crazy. I was on Facebook and on Google and I was just trying to figure out what's going on. And then of course I saw the, uh, the news that he had died from his wounds. And of course that was devastating. And I, I just kept telling myself, that's not, it's, right. it can't be real. Right. It can't be real. He's in the hospital. They're working on him. He's going to get through it, right? He, yes. I mean, something this devastating cannot happen. Right. You know, it's one of those. You know, it's it's them how, and not me. me. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it everywhere else, but there's no, no way possible this could be true for us. There's no way possible. And then and to find out the circumstances, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" You know, it hits this close to home. Uh, you know, it's it's. I, I know I've known Jonathan. Like I said, Jonathan and I hung out every single day, right. and and that, I'm not uh, over exaggerating that either. I mean, him and right. I did business every day, and so to interact with someone every day for the last ten years, and then all of a sudden have him gone, 
it's tough you know it's i think it hit harder than like for instance me losing a family member you know because you know i love my family member you know whatever whoever that may be you know uh because i've known him all my life but not to the point where i actually hung out and and uh was business partners and friends with this he was actually my wedding you know he was one of my my best men at my wedding you know and so him and i were extremely close when it came to just being and, and involved in your livelihood because you're business exactly. partner. So, so exactly. he is intricate to, intricate to your life. Exactly. You know, you, you know, business partners. It's tough to find a good one, and yes. then whenever you do find a good one, you marry them. You know, right. you're right. You're, you're yeah, right. You are married to that business partner. You're right. And if it doesn't work out, your business doesn't work out. Exactly. You know, it's, it's tough. You know, so to have someone like that in my life, it was, it was a, a virtue. You know, right. because he was very easygoing, very ambitious, and man, we just knocked things out. We got things done. Uh, I can answer just about any question in the world when it comes to Jonathan. Um, you know, for the last ten years, ever since he he left Wolf City, I think he was twenty one when he left Wolf City, and he just recently moved back when he was thirty, I think, or something like that. Right. You know, and him and I would talk. You know about things that are going on in life. And so you can bring up in year and we can have a conversation about what his uh, perspective was about that certain situation. Uh, but there was multiple times where Jonathan, you know, I'd go over to his house or he'd come over to my house. He's like, man, I got pulled over last night, mm-hmm. you know, and he would re, you know, just recap the situation. And Jonathan, uh, he was very, uh, com- compliant it's respectful Especially, from what everything i've heard very respectful yes. in fact very complete, respectful and 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 all you know he apologized which you know as one someone i interviewed said he would apologize if trash was in in someone else's yard you know to right. um you know make sure that everything was in a, a positive light right yeah, so you hear, I mean, he's, he was a very country boy. You gotcha. know, obviously he grew up in, in East Texas. I grew up in West Texas. I'm from Lubbock. So, you know, so we had the, the same roots, you know, to Texas. And so we were just had this, yes, sir, yes, yeah. ma'am, no, sir. Gotcha. You know, he was very polite uh, guy, you know, and very compliant when it came to police officers. That's why it just, when I heard the news Saturday night, I said, there's no way. Yeah, John, that's not Jonathan. That's not Jonathan. And there's multiple times where he had encounters with police officers here in Dallas. Um, and he would tell me, he was like, man, whatever they said, that's what I did. You know, and he would joke about it. He was like, man, and, and he, obviously at the time, he wasn't afraid of losing his life. Right. He was afraid of going to jail or right, right. being, you know, falsely accused of something, going to have to go to jail, you know? So obviously he was just, but that's the way he was. He wasn't one of those like, F these guys, exactly. and, you know, whatever. I mean, he was a very down to earth person. So if a police officer tells you to sit on the curb, you know, which obviously the one of these situations, it was a situation where he was leaving the car wash and they pulled him out of his car and told him to sit on the car. They were sitting on the curb and he was sitting there and he was telling me he was joking with them and talking about them about his supplements and this and that, you know, he was a, um, he wasn't a very he wasn't confrontational at all and he looked like he would be because he is right. he had a physique right from the heavenly heavens and adonis you know I mean? right like adonis you know, right it, it, when you meet him a person you're like golly that guy popped my head off but he right. wouldn't you know right. he just that just wasn't him and at the last 10 years we've gone to multiple clubs and bars and we went to events where we had you know just uh with our supplements we went to events and interacted with so many different walks of people and likes of people right. and 
never once was he ever the Amenable agitator anybody. of anything, right. you know, and, you know, and to be honest with you as well, and I'll, straight, I'll shoot you straight here, mm-hmm. Jonathan and I never had an altercation uh, at all in our friendships, in our business, you know, and I can't say that all my other business partners and my both in different businesses that I've done over the last few years is it doesn't happen, you know? Right. Um, but no, he was the least confrontational guy in the world. And so when I heard the news about how the, the, the situation happened, I said, like, there's gotta be more to this, you right. know? And it, it was just very weird because I've heard of his multiple encounters with police officers here in Dallas. And that's just not, uh, that's just not him to right. be, um, in a situation like that would where he would be in a situation where he'd have to lose his life. And, and it gets back to, like I said, Chris, you know, unfortunately there are decisions that are made um, for us outside of our preview. Um, I don't know the officer's mentality. Um, and, and like I said, until there's more information, I'm, just not going to come out uh, with a pitchfork and torches. That's that's not my show and that's not who we are. Um, but I am going to say that something, if, if you ever thought that something needed to change in our nation, um, how we treat each other, how we think about each other has to be it. Um, I was reading a quote by Golda Meir, I'm um, avid reader, love to um, uh, love to read and love to bring certain trains of thought to our our show. Um, but Golda Meir said during the, and she was prime minister of Israel back in the 60s and 70s, that um, when they asked her how would there be peace in the Middle East, and I want to equate that to America right now, and Golda Meir said that with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict that uh, there will only be peace when our enemies learn to love their children more than they hate us. There's a generation that's watching what's going on, Chris. I don't know if you have children. I have four myself and I have a 10-year-old. And it's hard when she asks me what I'm working on and I tell her this young man named Jonathan Price I'm working on his story. I want to tell his story from a place of love. I want to tell his story from a place of people that knew him. For a, uh, for a monicum in time, for a very short period of time, there's something that happened that he lost his life and that changed the life of everybody that he knew um, that seemed out of character that seemed out of place. Um, So here I am, I'm trying to explain to my 10 year old and she gets it where some people don't. Well, daddy, was it another killing because? And I can't answer that because I don't have all the information. But on the outset, it sure looks that way. Chris, thank you once again for being with us. Um, we have about two or three more minutes. Is there anything else you'd like to share about John before we go? And again, I want to thank you for, for coming on Moments of Grace and being a part of Jonathan's story. 
Yeah, um, I guess just to conclude everything, he didn't deserve to die. Yeah. Um, based off the information that I have received, and granted, you know, the same, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't have all the information, so it's hard. And when you have love for someone like that, then you automatically assume that the other person is in the wrong. Of course. And my loved one is in the right, right? Either way, and even some of the other situations that we, that are in the light as of now, they don't deserve to die, you know? And they need to be, I, I think police officers need to be trained better. Um, obviously this guy who's young, I don't, I don't know what was going through his mind where he thought that he was in a situation where he had to pull his, his gun and shoot somebody. Um, uh, it's just an unfortunate situation. Uh, and um, I just wish it didn't happen. Yeah. You know, so. Well, we, we, we wish you well, my friend. Um, I had a call with a, a, a pastor three years, been in ministry for over 30 years. And I had a, one of my deacons that call last night that I pastored and his mother died earlier this year, uh, right before COVID hit and I had done the funeral and um, just in pain. And, and unfortunately, you know, you would think as a counselor, I would have, you know, some um, great words of wisdom. Um, but I'll tell you, like I, like I told him, um, you know, there's a hole that's missing in your life. Jonathan filled a certain place and now he's gone. It will get better. But that doesn't mean that hole will ever be filled. I would be lying to you, as I told um, Deacon McManus last night. It's our new normal, you know. Uh, your new normal now is that you don't have your business partner. You don't have your friend that you were with every day, that you conversated with every day, that when you felt lazy and didn't want to drive, uh, being, being trying to be funny, Chris, <laughs> didn't want to drive, he took that, took the wheel and, and and, and did those things. Everything I've, I've, I've just said um, is true because each one of these stories, whether it's um, Leona Taylor or Trayvon Martin or George Floyd or Jonathan Price, when I look in the mirror, I see them. And it could be me, or it could be my sons, could be my daughters. And my prayer is something has to change. And as I said, we have got to get to a point that we love our children and each other more than we hate one another. Chris, again, thank you so much for being on Moments of Grace. Absolutely. Amen. Yep. That was Chris wages friend of John Price affectionately those who knew him call him John I'm doing his story and so I'm feeling some connection to John I've never met him I've only had the the mantle on me to tell his story from a place of love and tell his story from a place of peace if you're listening to me, continue to pray for his family and his friends. 
because they have a new normal, not, not just COVID-19, not just the economic situation that's going on in Texas. They have a new normal that is absent of John. So we're going to keep his family in prayer, keep his friends in prayer. And hopefully his story, unfortunately, will change our situation. Hopefully it's not just another opportunity for us to protest, but an opportunity for us to change. Change our society and change our hearts towards one another. Keeping in mind, I don't believe in black and white because we're not a box of crayons. We're all people. And with that said, thank you all so much for joining us here on Moments of Grace. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time.